0: to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Whoa, that's not good. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to Fixing Agile Coaching. Let us go ahead and fix the video while we're at it. Um, I am professional scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. This wonderful, wonderful person next to me is professional scrum trainer and coaching extraordinaire, Stephanie Ackerman. Stephanie, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty well.
0: Awesome. Now that we have the video aligned and I'm not huge, that was, I'm sorry, everybody that's pleasant for anybody. Like a very
1: like close up of the nose.
0: Yeah. It's like, I hope you enjoyed that. We, uh, good. uh, good good start online
1: tools, online tools, fun times. That's
0: right. Focus. Here we go as a scrum master stephanie we had a, a I think a really interesting um, framing a, of an issue uh, that I think we all face right there's this again I what I, what I find interesting about our conversations is it feels like we're we're continually there's this dynamic balance between two good things and we're always trying to find that sweet spot to where we're not you know violating the, the intention behind both good things. And sometimes that's hard. It's almost like a wicked question. It makes me think about the, these paradoxical situations, right? Yes. And in this case, we have I think we have a fun one uh, that, uh, that we're gonna throw at you as a scrum master, right? So we're in that scrum master uh, accountability. How do I support and challenge my team without undermining self-management and team ownership, right? How do we do two really good things or how do we like do these, the, the thing we're supposed to do, but also not, you know, go past that boundary where suddenly we become the team boss is the way I read this. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just want to start out with, this is hard. It just is. And, and part of that is because, you know, we're dealing with people, right. And we're people and we're all weird and we all have our things. Right. And so, Um, You know, we have personality preferences that, you know, we have different experiences in the world, different perspectives, different um, worldview, we're at different places in our lives. And I don't mean just chronologically, right, like there's so many things that go into this. And so I like to first start out with like, we're human. And so we're not going to get it perfect, we're not going to get it right. Um, But back to what you said, I like it's, it's around finding what is this balance. Um, and so the, for me, like, uh, one of the places I like to start is myself, like getting really clear on, you know, um, how am I showing up as a servant leader, right? And this idea that like, why am I doing this? Well, it's to help others take greater responsibility for their world. It's to help them tap into what they really want. Um, and, you know, to believe more in themselves and their ability, uh, you know, to, to do amazing things as individuals and as teams and beyond um, inspiring people to hire greatness and so um really kind of reorienting around my why is helpful and then i also have to really work a lot on checking in with myself and my intention right like i'm i'm worried about something so Scenario, I'm, I'm worried, okay, I'm noticing I'm worried. What am I worried about? Well, I'm worried we're not gonna meet the sprint goal again. Yeah, and then that's gonna come back, like people are gonna look at me as the scrum master, like she's not doing her job. And that's actually kind of fair, right? Like I measure my success as a scrum master by my team's success, that is what the job is. And I have to be able to sit in that discomfort of failing, right? Or, and, and, and what I do is I look at it as, okay, there's, there's the short game and then there's the long game. Right. Right. And so it's kind of reorienting around like that bigger picture and thinking about what's at stake right now. Right. And is this about me being worried? Is this like a fear of mine coming up? Am I afraid of being judged? Right. And recognizing that. And then if I can name that, it helps me be brave. Right. Like it helps me do something different. and And it also just clears my mental space. Right. Like, once I get rid of like all the stuff that's giving me a little bit of stress and anxiety, then I can see more clearly. I can see, okay, what is happening here in this scenario? What does my team need from me? And maybe it's around, they do need to be challenged right now, right? Maybe it is, they're, they're nervous too. Maybe they're afraid of failure, right? So what do I need to do to help them feel better about moving through that? Um, and what do they need from me in terms of, is there, is there data that's not transparent? Is there information that they, that they need to discover and uncover together, right? And so maybe I do bring in some facilitation to kind of help move that conversation along. Um, maybe, it, maybe they actually need cover from me and they just need to know that I have their back. Uh, there are so many different things that could be at play here. But I think the place to start is checking in with myself, what's happening for me internally, what am I worried about, and then kind of clearing that mental space so that I can see more about what's happening. Because that's a form of transparency too, right? Picking up on what's at stake here in the organization, um, You know, what's at stake here in, with the team, what's at stake here with the individuals. And then that might drive Maybe I do need to have some coaching conversations with individuals. Maybe uh, this is a time that we need to like all sit down as a team and I need to bring in my facilitation skills. Um, But I need to always remember like that. I am not just here for the short term. I'm always kind of balancing, you know, what's needed now with what is the bigger thing that's wanting to emerge that is going to help this team really just feel like, they can do anything, right? They can move through anything together, um, and that's really what we're aiming for, right? With like team ownership and effective self-management.
0: Yeah, I, super important point to to check yourself first, right? And I, we actually, Todd and I did a recent your daily scrum where someone had had sent in a question, going, "Well, what do I do as a scrum master if the team hates my idea?" And I think I see that a tangential relationship here, and our answer was thank them, thank them for the feedback and move on. And none of this is about you. Yeah. Right. So, and, and I've always in a, in a, I love the scrum master role. I love um, playing that role or I'm sorry. I love fulfilling those accountabilities, whatever we're supposed to say now. Right. It's um, I still see it as a a, a, a stance that I step in Mm -hmm. right as a scrum master. And, and what I love about it is I'm constantly checking my motives. Mm-hmm. What's my intention as I'm about to speak? Is it to sound clever or is it to be helpful? And for me, that's what I have to check all the time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're we're people that like to talk. yeah. And, and, I, and sometimes it's to hear my own voice because I think something clever is, I, and I just have to know that about myself, right? Yeah. And as a Scrum Master, if I know that I can be prone to trying to say something to be the smartest, I, I need to pull back from that. Mm-hmm. And, and instead try to amplify the voices that are on the team while still asking a powerful questioner but i have to make sure my intentions are right my heart's pure i'm not trying to impose and and if i can get that stuff right i'm typically not going to undermine self-management and team ownership
1: yeah right? and like you said like i it's um People are going to pick up on what's really happening and what your intentions are, whether you know your own intentions or not. So if we don't do that check in, you know, people are going to pick up on stuff anyways. And so, um, you know, I like I love that you brought that in. And then earlier you were talking about this idea of like we're holding paradox, right? Like we're, we're we are literally trying to hold different tensions and to me, that's the fun of the job, right? Like it's the beauty, it's the art, it's the creativity. Yeah. Um, and it's why, like honestly, this start with yourself first, it's, it's fundamental to coaching skills, right? So in my um, coaching skills for impact self-guided course, like there's an entire module around, like we have to understand people. Right. And, and yes, it is to support my team as as individuals who are all unique and wonderful and then also looking at they are growing together to form an, another entity themselves. Right. The team is its own living and breathing organism. And I tell people, I say, you need to apply what you're learning to yourself first. right like that's your practice right it's it's not about like trying to like um it's a little bit of like uh eating your own dog food uh you know drinking your own prosecco whatever phrase you want to (laughs) use um but that's where the practice happens and so for me like that whole growing your own personal leadership those aspects of your coaching skills um that's a never that's a never-ending game right that you're that you're that you're in um, and it it starts the other the other piece around what you have mentioned is I love bringing up that you also might screw it up. Yeah, you might get it wrong, and again, you're human too. <laughs> you know that that's okay. But the question is, what do you do when you mess it up? Right? Like, what do you do when you realize, like, you know, I did this or I said this, and I actually think that 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 wasn't helpful. And I want to I want to pull that back. Let's go. Let's rewind right? Let's, let's reset and let's go from here, right? That could happen in a moment. Don't be afraid to walk something back. Um, I, I get this a lot around um, like navigating, you know, stances, which I don't really like that word just because it implies a rigidity. And I think it's a super right. fluid, like it's your intuition, your personal leadership skills are guiding you around what skills and what approach and you're often combining all of it. And it's just a learned skill that you get by practice, 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 and not just practicing, but truly reflecting on what is the impact I just created? And then what am I gonna do with this new knowledge right now? So what I love about it is we're applying, we're applying empiricism to ourselves and how we're showing up. And when we do that, you're going to get more confident and you're going to get better at creating the outcomes you're intending to create so that you can support and challenge your team without undermining self-management and team ownership
0: yeah i i I love that and i i want to focus in on that word support because challenge is typically where we, we we spend a lot of time the support part though i mean considering the scrum master role the the way i look at it is we are trying to to pave a path we are we are kind of Moving in front of a team, trying to, to to clear organizational impediments, trying to coach through the organization to make sure they're ready for what this team is about to do. Uh, but it's it's the actual developers, along with a a great product owner, who are really you know collaborating on this increment. And so we will become lesser as they become greater. And that is so hard for most Scrum masters initially. And I think that's where a lot of the problems happen too. Right where we start undermining self-management and team ownership because we feel diminished. But that exactly. feeling is natural. We're supposed yeah. to.
1: And not even just that. Some, like, I know for me, like, it was like a, I just want to help.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. see
1: you're about to crash and burn. Like I want to help. And then, and sometimes once I kind of recognized, you know, in myself, like that desire, you know, a little bit of perfectionism, but also just like, I want to help. I want to make things easier. Um, I started to realize that, that may not have been what was in the best interest for them, right? Maybe they did need to crash and burn or maybe I'm totally wrong. <laughs> and they were yeah. wildly successful. And and I mean, there's so many times that I've realized like, huh, guess I was wrong about that. And those are some of my most powerful learnings. And it's what keeps me going when I, I start to kind of get into that. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I've seen this before and I think it's going to go terribly awry. You know, it's like, well, how, what's the, what's the, what's the way I want to show up right now where it's not about me. Right. And I'm, I'm truly honoring, um, you know, creating transparency. Right. And like, so I focus more on like, am I create, am I helping to create the transparency needed? Am I helping to create, um, an environment where everybody feels heard? Am I helping to move them towards, um, consensus-based team decisions where they're truly focused on, you know, clear understanding of like, what is, a, what is the outcome we're aiming for? Like, how are we gonna know? How are we gonna ensure quality? When I focus on those things and less the specifics of the thing, then um, I know I'm doing my job in terms of supporting and challenging them without getting too wrapped up in is that the right thing to do, right? Yeah,
0: yeah it, it's it's interesting. It was through writing uh, our book where where Todd and I, we got stuck on openness. As a, as a scrum value because a lot of people would say well openness means I share my opinions freely which is not what openness is that's just yeah that's just being opinionated which I'm really good at too right I think we all a lot of us uh, are good at that but what what really zeroed in on openness and, and you you mentioned this which is why it kind of sparked the thought is that openness to me is that we're open to the idea that we could be wrong mm. I think that is a really great way for a scrum master to approach that scrum value Yes. At every instance, am I making this up in my head? Is this a real thing? Am I wrong? It, because let's face it, we all say things that we believe are true. Like 99.9% of the people on the planet, when they say something, they believe it's true. And there's a handful of crazies mm-hmm. out there. But most of us, when we say something, we believe it's fact. New ninety Most of it's opinion, mm-hmm. which is susceptible to being incorrect based off of data. And just realizing that a lot of things we say throughout the day are just flat wrong. Mm -hmm. I think it goes such a long ways to making sure that we're not undermining, uh, the team that we're not, um, taking away their ownership.
1: Yeah. And, and so like this idea of being open to like, what if I'm wrong? You also want to pull in this idea that let me learn that as fast as possible. Right. And like, let me make sure I'm really paying attention and learning from potentially being wrong and then saying, okay, now what am I going to do next? right? So this is actually um, a big theme in my my more advanced program, um, a leadership program for Scrum Masters, where like we talk about empiricism and agility all the time. But how much do we apply it to ourselves yeah. and how we're showing up? Right. And, and like you will grow your confidence in being wrong. Right. If if you. Kind of one stop taking ourselves too seriously like that's just a thing that we should all do probably um but it's like not just op- being open to being wrong but being like but i'm going to learn and then i'm going to take another step i'm going to choose again okay now that i have new information what am i going to choose now
0: yeah you- I, I love it it's it, it also it can also change our language yeah right and so when we when we're when we realize it's almost it, it's, I shouldn't say it, all. it. I think this is part of humility. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe I shouldn't use language that shows I'm I'm super sure about something. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying something is, maybe I should say something could. Mm-hmm. And, and you and, wow. and as you as you adopt this idea, I think as that language shifts, suddenly you're not telling a team what something is. Mm-hmm. You're offering options mm-hmm. and you're presenting possibilities. And that humility, I think, helps us ensure. We don't undermine self-management. We're not taking away team ownership. We're there to actually humbly, um, but at some at some points, forcefully, right? Yeah. But we're not a doormat. But we're yeah. just we're open to the, to, to the ideas uh, of others. It's a, I think it's just as we go down that path, the language shifts, the mindset shifts, and suddenly it becomes very difficult for us to undermine.
1: Yes. Self-management, yes, right? Totally. Yeah. You yeah. have to, that's the thing. You got to be aware of where is your team right now, yep. right? And there's a point where you you don't have to tiptoe around things as much, right? They're going to push back against you and, you know, it's not going to be as much of a, of a concern and everybody's just going to be fully in and willing to challenge each other and willing to make mistakes together and grow together all in the interest of just being amazing. Yeah.
0: So dear Scrum Masters, I think a big takeaway from this discussion, which we're gonna wrap up here, is that it starts with you, mm-hmm. right? And so I think there's some really great opportunities for you to check out uh, a lot of Stephanie's offerings, AgileSox.com, she has a lot of great materials and classes and cohorts and a lot of things going on that can actually help you in these areas, right? If we can get ourselves centered and, and thinking in, in the right ways, we can be a great help without undermining our team. Stephanie has a lot of great material out there at AgileSocks.com. Get out there, check it out, join her cohorts. I think this is a great next step uh, uh, along your journey, your path to Scrum Mastery. So Stephanie, thanks for joining us on this episode of Fixing Your Agile Coaching. We're gonna jump to the end screen, like, and subscribe. If you wanna see more from Stephanie, make sure that you do not miss when videos drop. Um, These are great opportunities to get uh, some insights from one of the best coaches in the industry. So happy she's with us. Be sure to check out Agile for Humans on socials. Check out the videos below. The algorithm thinks you'll like them. We do too. Leave your questions and comments, right? Maybe we'll pick a comment or a question and really pick that apart and work through it in a future episode. Uh, But for Stephanie Ackerman, I'm Ryan Ripley. Get out there and fix your Agile coaching.